today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. In 2016, Congresswoman Debbie Dingell was warning everyone she could, including me, to listen to her and and say she was saying that Donald Trump could win here in Michigan. The problem was not enough people were willing to listen to that. She joins me now to talk about what she's seeing with this election and what could happen this time. Debbie, welcome back to Detroit Today. Well, good morning, Stephen, and it is always to be good with you, and I'm not going to rub your nose on anything. (laughs) We all just need to learn from what happened four years ago and be careful these next few days. Yeah, well, I mean, it it was interesting how often in 2016 you and I we're talking about this, and each time we did, you you said to me that there were things that suggested to you that Hillary Clinton was not doing as well here as maybe the polls were suggesting. And as we got closer and closer to Election Day, you were telling me that uh, that Donald Trump had a real chance of winning. Tell me what it was you were seeing that suggested that to you four years ago. Well, uh, my district is... It, it, very reflective of the country. You have Ann Arbor, which is a progressive town. Uh, you have Ypsilanti, which uh, has a significant African-American population. And both Ann Arbor and uh, Ipsy have university uh, universities, but each of those universities has their own character. Mm-hmm. Airborne is headquarters of Ford Motor Company, the largest Arab American population. And Down Rivers is just good, old-fashioned, hard-working men and women, many of them union. And quite frankly, the Down Rivers believed that Hillary Clinton looked down their nose at them. And I will tell you today, still as I'm talking to you, they feel like a lot of Democrats look down their nose, don't understand their issues, and aren't fighting for them. And a lot of them are still going to vote for Donald Trump. But four years ago, Hillary didn't do a great job of connecting with women or women didn't understand how important their vote mattered. And I think the what's really going to drive what happens tomorrow is going to be the increase in women understanding what's at stake and showing up and voting or having already voted their absentee ballot. Mm. So what are you seeing out there right now? We have this incredible set of circumstances ahead of tomorrow's election. The number of people who have already voted is at record numbers. They are expecting overall record turnout, both here in Michigan and maybe nationally. So do you sense that the mistakes that you felt the Democratic Party made last time about taking people for granted or or brushing people off, not not valuing uh, them or their circumstances. Do you think that lesson has been learned, uh, or are you still are you still a little worried? I'm always worried. I'll forever be scarred <laughs> by what happened in 2016, and I really only I I do hear um, you know a lot of different people telling me lots of different things about lots of different races. I I in this last few days as I've been out and about, you know, my stomach's easing a little, and I think the momentum for the presidential is with Joe Biden, but I don't believe he's up double digits. I could be wrong, but I think there are people that are going to vote for Donald Trump that don't want to admit that they're going to vote 
for Donald Trump uh, that we the pollsters don't poll them, and I think I don't think we see very many accurate polls anymore, mm. uh, which I think is a problem, and I think it's for a variety of reasons, some of which you were uh, discussing a while ago. I think the Senate race is very competitive. Uh, I think every vote matters, and people need to know that control of the United States Senate is at stake. And uh, but I very much hear that as well, Steve. Yeah. You know what worries me more than anything is just this division, this fear and this hatred that's dividing us, this anger, this rancor, this vitriolicness. we got to find a way that we're going to come together, both sides. We're both guilty. And while I think the president has contributed to some of the rancor out there, I don't think any of us can escape responsibility for needing to dial down the temperature, find common ground stand up to bullying by anybody. And when this election's over, we've got to find a way we're going to start to come together. So, so, But I think there's a big difference right now between what is being done by the president and people who support him and Democrats. So this, this, this uh, caravan, for instance, that, uh, that threatened the Biden-Harris bus in Texas – uh, over the weekend, you see the president kind of cheering that on. Marco Rubio gave a speech where he talked about how how great that was. I mean, the idea of doubling down on violence—it's not that violence doesn't okay, exist, but acceptable. but you've got a party that's decided that this is a, a an acceptable tactic. That this is part of the campaign, and I I, I don't know how but you see, deal with that. You're doing it right now by saying it's unacceptable. I had that kind of caravan uh, surround us last Saturday, mm-hmm. disrupted a canvas, uh, and it did scare some people. Some people didn't come when they heard about it. Some people were very scared when they were there. And you know what? I just went out and talked to the guys, talked to them for 20 minutes. Some of it got pretty intense, and some of it was inappropriate. One of them was wearing a Joe Biden mask with bullet holes and blood, and that really upset people. Mm. It upset me, but I wasn't going to let it upset me. That's what they wanted me to be do. And at the end of a interesting, intense conversation, I bumped elbows with the head of that group. And I think that's what we all, I mean, I, it may sound naive or it may, but we all have to help dial it down. We all, you know, how many people do you know on both sides that get on social media and just it, say the worst kinds of things because they think it's anonymous? And I don't approve of these caravans, so I believe in free speech. I believe in the right of protesting. So they've got the right to do that. They don't have the right to scare people or to intimidate people. But I have seen it on the other side on times too. It's happened. I think it's more visible right now i think we gotta lower the temperature on all sides nobody is without right now we are seeing very intense activity on the part of trump supporters but um i i really think we all have to take responsibility yeah. for dialing yeah down. i mean i i i have to say i i i absolutely respect that uh, this is the way you have always Done business, and and I, I give you an immense amount of credit for it. I, I'm at a point where I'm not sure that I can give that much credit to 
the Republican Party. I think I think there is something fundamentally different about the rhetoric that they're engaging in right now. There's there's certainly something fundamentally bit different about the tactics that they think uh, will work to win the election, including voter suppression, which has always been with us. We can't allow it. Yeah, no, I mean it's just well, we uh, can't let our hearts harden. That's how Hitler took over Germany. It's not my problem. I don't care. I'm just going to stay away from it. We got to stand up to it. Mm. We got to. We cannot let our hearts harden. We can't say oh, that's who they are. We got to take our country back. We got to bring people together. We got to bring civility back. And you know, disagreeing. Uh, I mean, agreeably doesn't mean you don't stand up. There's nobody tougher. When you get me on an issue that, that I care about, I'm as tough as anybody else. But I try to do it respectfully. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number here. Uh, call and tell us what your expectations are for tomorrow. Uh, who do you think is going to win? How long do you think it's going to take for us to know who's going to win? That's one of the questions that's really out there this year. You can also go to Facebook and Twitter, put comments there, and we'll try to work you in. Uh, let's go to Chris in Macomb. Chris, welcome back to the show. Welcome to is the show. Is the Representative yeah. Dingle still on the line? She is. Uh, Representative Dingle, thank you so much for your service to the state of Michigan and to the, this great country of ours. Real quick story. Ten years ago, we shared a cab, cab ride on Mackinac Island to the Grand <laughs> Hotel. That's cool. Uh, myself, you, your husband, John, and my wife, and my daughter. It was her birthday. My son was six. And then I told him who who was sitting in the cab with us. <laughs> he just spouted up and said, I'm going to run to be president of the United States. And your husband said, I'm going to vote for you. <laughs> That's very cool. We did a pass and review in Dearborn when your husband was there. And uh, we relayed that story to his granddaughters. And it was a touching moment for him. It really, really brought it out, out, but really brought it out, out front how much this man met to a lot of people. Yeah, he did. All I want to say now is that um, we got to get those absentee ballots in. Mm -hmm. I just heard a story on 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 WDT. There is an outstanding number of absentee ballots still out there. We have to get those in. Yeah. If you have one laying on your table, fill it out, sign the back, hand deliver it to the polling place, hand deliver it to a drop box, hand deliver it to your uh, clerk in your local township or whatever. Get that thing in there make so we sure can make your vote difference counts. in this country. Yeah, Chris, I, I, I can't uh, say how much I agree with what you're saying there. People have got to get those ballots uh, back in. Debbie, we've only got about a minute left. How long do you think we're going to have to wait to know what's, uh, what's happening? Are you counseling patients here? I am telling people to not think that something's wrong when we don't know tomorrow night. We need to have realistic expectations. First numbers may not be the final numbers. We want to make sure every vote counts. Uh, I think it will take a day or two, and as Jocelyn has said, it could take to Friday. So we need to keep people calm. We all want accurate counts, and we're not likely to know tomorrow night. That's a fact, and we need to not let that upset us or think that something's wrong. Mm -hmm. We need to let right people do their jobs and do it right yeah okay debbie dingle congresswoman from michigan's 12th congressional district it is always great to have you here on the show thanks so much for coming by thank you Steve. okay 
That's going to do it for us today. I'll be back tomorrow when we're going to take a look at some of the most contentious elections in history. Plus, we'll sit down with an expert to talk cybersecurity and the election. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.